Hey, thanks for clicking in or subscribing to the Morning X This Week podcast. If you want to chime in, go ahead and call 815-575-XVM1 and leave me a voicemail about anything you heard. Or you can send me a text, text Kev, and your message to 59457. And we got a lot of clips on the podcast this week, so without further ado, here goes. It's 104.9 The Morning X. Kev here. Matt Hall is here. I called Matt Hall this morning. Uh, I was running a little bit late, and I needed Matt to take care of something in the studio real quick for me. And I uh, called him, and he didn't answer. And so he called me back. And i got to say, Matt, I've never heard anybody sound more annoyed than I had even called them <laughs> in my life. You know how it is at 6 a.m. when everyone's getting here and doing things. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're here and you're up already. It's not like I woke you up. But he goes, you called? Like you said it with the same tone of voice you would have said if I had taken a dump on your desk and you came, you took a dump on my desk. That is the same. That is the well, same did, tone I of didn't voice. I did it that way. I just I, that's not how it was supposed to come out. I, uh, I know you're in the middle of a bunch of stuff. I was doing I, stuff. I, was, yeah. I didn't realize you called. No one ever calls me. I even left you a funny voicemail to cheer you up, and you. you I bet you didn't even listen. No, to I it. did. It was about COVID. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was an offensive message about COVID. So thank you. No, it wasn't. It was. I left a message as Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> he did telling you how to beat the virus. Yes, yes. <laughs> it you, was you, great. You gotta uh, get, give it a virus. Oh, I yeah. give, give it a cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, watched the new Halloween movie over the weekend. How was Halloween it? Kills? Watched it on Peacock. Ugh. Uh, you know, let me let me just say, and I know you're not a big fan of horror movies in general. No, but I know Halloween. Yeah. Um, I, I just. Not good. No? Not good. And I'm not mad at anybody who watched it and did like it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to force my opinion on anybody. But as a fan of horror movies, a fan of that franchise. Genre. Yeah, it ju- there was something wrong with it. And I know what it is. And I, and I know I'm going to sound like a fuddy-duddy here. At the risk of sounding like a get-off-my-lawn fuddy-duddy. Mm-hmm. Too much killing. Too much killing? Yes. And, and I understand. I know what movie I turned on. Thank you. But... If you watch the original Halloween movie, 1978, yeah, like four people died in that movie. That's it. Well, not that many kills. This one, I don't. He kills like this is not even a spoiler. He kills like 20 people within the first half hour of the movie. That's too much. It's too much. What is it, John Wick Halloween? I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> you feel like that's what happens. Right. It's like Kill Bill. It's like a, it was like a Tarantino movie. It's just him killing people, slashing people up. Yes, it was. It was unnecessary. The recipe for a good horror movie, Matt, is tension, suspense. Right. You you kill somebody right away in the movie, and then you don't kill anybody else for another forty five minutes. You. Make us wonder when the next one is coming, and you stretch that out. We're going to see you a few times, but you don't kill anybody until like 45 minutes later. It's tension. It's buildup. This one, it was just killing for the sake of killing, and there was one kill in the movie where I was actually laughing because it was so ridiculously overkill. No pun intended there. Like, it was literally overkill. Hmm, it sounds like you've laid out your plan. You wait, you kill someone first, and then you wait 45 minutes and then kill someone again. <laughs> I don't like how you have it thought out. No, I mean, in a movie. I know, I get it. Well, too much. Yeah, you're right, because it's like, ooh, when's he going to strike again? Right, dread. You want dread, you want tension. This one had none of that. But if it's just like, ah, you killed another guy, oh, there's another one. Yeah, right. I get you. I get right. you. I mean, as, as a, a fan of the franchise, I feel like they didn't do it justice. They actually insulted it a little bit. It was almost a parody. It was almost comical how many people got killed. Did they play the Benny Hill music underneath? They, they, they <laughs> might as well have. People? 
That would have been that would have made it at least a little more enjoyable. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis was great. Always. There were good things about it. Let me let me be a little more positive and name some good things about it. Uh, I liked how they hearkened back to the original Halloween. The characters were all the same characters from the original Halloween 40 years later. Cool. Okay. And they had some scenes that took place on that same night. 40 years ago that they made it look like the original Halloween. They revisited some locations and really recreated the That's scenes. That's cool. Uh, so I guess that was pretty good. But why is why why the overkill killer here? People, <laughs> the overkill killer. <laughs> well, Dwight, because uh, <laughs> right. I got that reference. Thank you. Well, just because. I don't know if that's what the kids want to see these days. More gore, more oh, guts. You know how it is. That's not what a horror movie is, No, man. They're, they're getting away from the clay. I get you. Yeah. Get off my lawn is what Kevin says. Just like half the kills I would have been fine with and just spread them out a little bit. Right. Just there are people in the movie where I was like, I don't even know who they are or why it matters that we that they just got killed. It's not John Wick Halloween kills where fifty people die where he kills like three hundred people. Again, not mad at you if you liked it. I'm I'm happy for you if you got to watch a movie you enjoyed. I'm not expecting anybody to take on my opinion or change their mind. That's just how I felt about it. I give it an R for ridiculous. Oh, okay. <laughs> too many too many people died. Wah wah. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Someone dropped off free donuts in the kitchen. We're going to go down there and lick them all. That's hot. We'll be right back on The Morning X. 1049 The Morning X, it is Kevin. You know, a lot of crappy news out there, and on Monday mornings, I like to start your week off on a positive note and give you some positive news stories from around the world and the country, etc. With your weekly dose of good news, we're going to start with a kid in Arkansas named Alan Boltz. 11 years old, just won best mullet in the annual contest. I believe somebody from our very own backyard won this last year at mulletchamp.com. This kid, uh, Alan Vaults, 11 years old, donated all of his prize money to charity. He won $2,500, which he easily could have used to buy some PlayStation stuff to, you know, know, beef up his streaming, whatever the kids are doing. Uh, But he decided to donate it to two foster care organizations in Arkansas. And now, because of that, other people have donated thousands more in his name. That is really impressive. When I was that age... I would have. There would have been a lot of Star Wars crap in my in my bedroom after that. So I got to give this kid. Uh, I got to give this kid big ups, man. Let's give him a round of applause. Crazy story here: a 32 year old guy in Michigan says he had a dream that he was going to win a big lottery jackpot. So he went out and bought a scratchy ticket that day, and it hit for one million dollars. Every time I read one of these stories, I'm like, that is never going to be me. I don't know why that ever would be me. (laughs) You'll know if it's me, though, because I will not be on the air the next day. Firefighter in Iowa recently saved a dog from an apartment fire, uh, needed medical treatment, which was going to be expensive. So the owner of the dog was going to have the dog put down. But the firefighter said, don't do that. Let me have the dog. So he ended up adopting it, paid for all the treatment, and saved its life. Basically saved its life twice because it pulled it out of a burning building, too. In other animal news, a shelter in North Carolina posted photos of a cat and a guinea pig looking for somebody to adopt them both. Their previous owners had to give them up, and they are bonded. They sleep in the same cage and snuggle up at night. Adorable. 
Uh, the shelter posted a video of them early this month. People Magazine did a story, and one day later, a woman and a son adopted them both. Ah, here's your weekly dose of the warm and fuzzies. That's good news. We found a moldy breakfast sandwich behind the desk. And you know what? F*** it. We're going to eat it. We'll be right back. Or we'll be at the hospital. Either way, the Morning X will return. Somehow. 1049 the Morning X at 817. It is Kev. 2414 Packers over the Chicago Bears yesterday here to talk about it. Waleed is mail from footballabsurdity.com. Welcome back to the show, Waleed. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. Yeah. And what did I tell you? What did I tell you? What have I always told you? Hope is a lie. Hope is a lie. Like, don't let yourself think, like, because they had a couple of respectful games in a row that the Bears were going to do anything other than disappoint us. Yeah, it was it was a rough one yesterday. And I wondered if you wanted to uh, start off by uh, talking about the game or if you want to respond to a text message I got regarding your uh, your time on my show. You know, it's your show. You tell you do it the way you want to do it. <laughs> So we got a text message come in from the 779 area code uh, shortly after last week's segment. And it said, and I quote, I'm sorry, but from now on, when your Bears guy comes on, I'm going to turn off the radio. He's an idiot. And that's literally all it said. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I don't have a problem with anything he said. He's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you said, I, mean, I don't think you said anything in last week's segment that wasn't true. Uh, what, the the Bears weren't going to do anything that we shouldn't believe in them. That's pretty much all I said. Right. right. That's what you say every time you come on. I mean, and to be fair, I still think they're going to finish the season like right around 500. They'll probably, they might even sneak into the playoffs. And I think in the second half, Justin Fields will get better. But having said all that, like the way the Bears are going, I, how can I, how can I believe in them? The Bears haven't like, the Bears have one of the worst offenses under offensive genius Matt Nagy. Why would I believe anything's going to change in year four? Correct. <laughs> That's correct as well. <laughs> That's correct as well. I just I just wish that this listener, and, and I, I always appreciate feedback from the listeners, positive, negative, just let me know what was wrong. I wish he would have just said, hey, what he said about dot, 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 I disagree with, and I find, he, I find him to be an idiot because of that. You know, I just, you know, he... Learn, you learn how to participate a little bit, but thank you for the text, right? Eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't think you said anything other th- other than your your overt negativity, <laughs> which uh, yeah. that's your thing, man. Other than that, I'm still mad about the Cleveland game. <laughs> you're still hanging on to that one, huh? Yeah, I will say I do kind of respect Aaron Rodgers doing the belt thing and taunting the fans. Oh, yeah, there was a big thing where he yelled to a fan who was giving him the finger, I still own you, which... Yeah. <laughs> that's that's ex- I, Look, I, I, I'm on for it. Like, let's go full WWE. Let's just... Like, I, I like a good villain, and Aaron Rodgers is the best villain. Right, and he's not wrong. No, he's not. What is he now, 22-5 and five against the Chicago Bears? In Something his like that. Yeah. So yeah, he does. <laughs> I can't like it, as much as it, it. It really makes me want to punch him in the face. I can't disagree with him. He does own us as a, as a team. Yeah. No. But you know, like honestly, there were some positives about that game. Like I thought we were going to just get completely blown out, and it was just kind of a slow death instead, which is I guess preferable. But they they seemed like they were competitive for times. But the Bears do have issues, and they were exposed for them. But. I don't know, like some of the routes, like I kind of like that Greg Olson was also kind of, he was, he was giving the Bears grief about what they were doing too. Like on that third down where they're just, why would you do a long developing play to try to convert 
I, I don't understand some of the decision making here. You're not putting your quarter, your young quarterback, in the best position to win, and it's very frustrating. Uh, true. Yeah. Why? Why would you put your young quarterback in that position? Was I think the exact words that Olson said yesterday during the officiating. Yeah, or, I'm and saying, I I'm agree with him. Commentary. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's hard to see him go through what he's going through. I know that he's young, and that decisions like throwing that air ball. You know, uh, those couple air balls to the end zone, uh, you know, are, are young quarterback decisions. Um, but it was like, yeah. I, you know, I want to see him be a little more decisive. That's that's the next thing I want to see from him. Yeah, I feel I, I keep feeling like uh, Fields is just a second too slow in making some of his choices. But when he does make a choice, he, he just goes with it. Like when he made that call to run, like when that guy got a hand on his jersey, he's like, all right, this is falling apart. Let's just get the first down. Like if, he, if once. He's not quite caught up to speed, but I feel like once he is, it's going to be better. He's just still having he's still having to learn how to read NFL coverages. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, defenses go they work hard to disguise what they're doing. And defenses are way more complex at the NFL level than they are in college. Uh, I, I still have a lot of optimism for Fields. I just the coaching staff. I, I feel like there's a limit to what they can do. I will say, uh, Desai is the defensive coordinator. He's doing a decent job. Yeah, I see good things on the defense. I mean, I see a lot of a lot of uh, crucial stops. Not not yeah. quite enough crucial stops, but I see some. Well, the problem is there's still like a couple of blown coverages a game, but also they don't have the talent in the secondary. So I don't know how much I can blame the uh, the coaching for that. Dude, I remember the exact words that came out of my mouth when Aaron Rodgers ran in for the touchdown, and that wasn't even like a quarterback sneak across the goal line. Uh, no. I I felt like our guys were just letting him go. Like, I felt like they're like yeah. jogging after him. I'm like, is anybody going to try and tackle him? Those are the words that came out of my mouth. I, I think there's a point when you know you, you can't get there in time and you don't want to get a dumb penalty. Yeah, oh, yeah, you don't want to get that late hit, especially not on a golden yeah. boy quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. They're going to yeah. throw that flag more often on him than they would about somebody else. 100% true, 100% true. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay, so I, I know I, I say this at risk because I know how you feel about kickers, but are they ever going to utilize the weapon they have in uh, Santos as a kicker? Well, I think part of the problem was, like, the one play that I was thinking where they could have gone for the field goal, Fields got sacked, like, twice in a row. So, like, you have to be in field goal range to use a field goal kicker. Sure, yeah. There, there was one punt where I thought they could have kicked a field goal right there. Like, he, it was in range. Yeah, I, I wondered that, too. I felt like it was long, but I think Santos might not have the distance. Uh, I, I get the, I get that risk, but at the same time, yeah, you might as well have just gone for the field goal. I agree. But why why not why not tack a couple of points on the board and right before you give the ball right back to Aaron Rodgers? I mean, it just, it just, it didn't Look, make sense to me. If I knew, if I understood what this coaching staff is doing, <laughs> um, maybe, maybe I would be less angry. So, okay. I think that I think it's 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 what it comes down to. The coaches don't know what they're doing. They're not good at what they do, and it's going to be a constant problem. Can we expect a repeat of what happened uh, against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers this weekend? Um, what you mean, like a slow death? Yeah, right. Probably. Yeah, I, I think that's very likely. I, I think it's going to be worse because. Tampa has a really good run defense. They're going to have to let Justin Fields throw it if they want any chance. Tampa Bay secondary is depleted. They're very injured. They give up a lot of yards to quarterbacks who throw, although you have to be able to throw it. And I mean, like Jalen Hurts didn't do much. They have a long week. Tampa Bay is going to destroy us. It's not going to be fun.
Especially because Tom Brady, you think he doesn't remember last year? Uh, <laughs> messing up fourth down. This is his revenge game. Right, yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, that was one of my favorite points of last year. <laughs> it was one of my favorite. I like that he denied it, too, and eventually he admitted it. Once he won a Super Bowl, he's like, okay, I could admit that I screwed this up because I still won a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, of course he did, though. Right? Of course he did. Uh, we, yeah. do, we do have to leave it right there, but uh, while it is mail from footballabsurdity.com, you know, for an idiot, you're pretty insightful. Hey, uh, 779, uh, I hope we can make amends, all right? I can't promise not to be an idiot. I That's kind of my thing, but <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, but you forgot he's not going to listen anymore when you're on. Where, so. where is 779, anyway? I mean, it's it's a state-line area code. You know, it's like with state eight, line area code? Eight, okay. 815 and 779, kind of around here. You know, it's the two area codes, so... Uh, all right, dude. Well, we got it. We do have to. We do have to wrap it up. We're over time. But uh, Wally it is mail footballabsurdity dot com on Twitter at I am the Wally and on Twitch at football absurdity. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having me. One hundred four nine. The morning X is cap time for this week's celebrity dump. <laughs> Delve into the lives of the stars and make fun of them. Uh, rest in peace to Kanye West. No, he's not dead. He didn't die, but he did change his name. He has legally changed his name to just Yee. No longer Kanye. No longer Kanye West. Just ye. Meanwhile, his children, Chicago, Saint, North, and Psalm, have all come out and said, Holy crap, we can change our names? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I mean, Jesus. Uh, Jonah Hill wants people to stop talking about his body. He went through a health transformation over the last few years. But he says that uh, comments about his body, good or bad, are not helping. That's right. No matter what we say, he's still a douchebag. In Sons of Anarchy and Married with Children star Kate Seagal is going to be okay after she was hit by a car a few days ago. Or should we say she got pegged? Yeah, that was a long shot. If you got that one, congratulations. I'm not even going to explain it. That is your celebrity dump. You were listening to Kev. Now, what do you think of a character like that? 104.9. Well, I think you're wise to keep him locked up, Doctor. The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Kev, and uh, I'm sitting here with Lana Converso, a surprise guest this morning. I was not expecting company, so I'm glad you're here. Well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Uh, name's Kev, by the Kev, way. Kevin. Kev, Kev. That's fine. Steve's next door. You he's, know, I was just talking to him. He's more handsome than me. He's a silver <laughs> fox. I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, Lana is the uh, marketing and social media director at Midway Village. Yes, at Midway. And uh, this weekend, something special going on. This Saturday, it's trick-or-treat time. It is trick-or-treat time. Um, you know, the kids love to get in their costumes, and we give them one more reason to with the All Hallows Eve event, um, one of the longest at the museum. And I heard you're going to be out there, too. Yeah, I'm actually going to be out there. Uh, I think I'm out there from like 2 to 4. Uh, so, you know, if you uh, want to bring your little rock and roll rascals out there, uh, I can uh, hand them some candy. If you want to come see me, shake my hand, say hi, and no, people are just clamoring for my autograph. So, <laughs> so that's that's. I don't know if that's a selling point or not. I think that's what I'm trying to say. But I will be there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Halloween time, uh, best time of the year. You know, with the village, it almost becomes what I call Halloween town. We have the 26 historic buildings, and they're all decorated. Businesses and organizations come out, and they each take a building. So it's really, um, it becomes Halloween town. And uh, nothing too scary for the kids, though. No, it's just, you know, we say family-friendly costumes. Um, we have a lot of rock and roll stars there you go. <laughs> um, but we also see um you know disney princesses and sure. you know all kinds of costumes which is actually part of the fun of the event that is that that does sound fun I, I can remember things when i was a kid i don't think they considered 
how scary it was going to be for, for kids. I think things have changed now. They know how to make things a little more family friendly. I can remember being like, you know, five years old and seeing this Count Dracula that was so convincing and I thought it was so real. And it might have traumatized me a little bit. It might have messed me up in the head a little bit. And, uh, you know, there's still fun in being spooky. Sure. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so you literally put a Halloween costume on the village. We do, um, because the businesses and organizations come out. Like I said, they each take a building and decorate that. Um, some of the businesses, we've got Don Carter Lanes. We've got the Rockford Skating Club. So, you know, businesses and organizations, like I said, um, the radio station has been a longtime supporter of the event. Um, I even think somebody claims that they started it. <laughs> <laughs> somebody around here does? That's at the radio station. What, who, Steve? Was it Steve? Um, <laughs> Dean. Oh, Dean. Oh, of course it was Dean. Of course. So, of course it was Dean. A listener, if you don't know who Dean is, it makes perfect sense that it would be Dean. Let's just put it that way. So uh, we um, we love when we get the calls from the businesses and you know that say they want to join up. Um, and like I said, though, the radio station has really supported this event for many, many years. So well, of course, I mean, we love Halloween here. That's for sure. And uh, you know, it's always great to have something local to, for the you kids know, to I do. I heard something like Halloween now. Uh, fall has become one of the top selling. I think maybe yeah. even over Christmas with all the people decorating their homes and i blame pumpkin spice <laughs> I, that's what i blame yeah for. That, i think that really you know really started a big time but trend. it is this saturday the midway village trick-or-treat from uh, noon until six lana thank you very much for joining us yes well no thank you we will see you out there oh boy the uh, laxatives just kicked in so we're gonna take a quick break 104.9 the morning x nerd news it's 104.9 The Morning X. Time for your nerd news. I call it nerd news, but really it's just pop culture stuff without the Kardashians. We'll start with uh, Disney. They just pushed back a bunch of their uh, long-awaited movies, mostly Marvel flicks. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out next March. Now it's not dropping until May 6th. Thor Love and Thunder was going to come out May 6th. Now it's coming out on July 8th. Black Panther Wakanda Forever being moved from midsummer to uh, November 11th of 2022. And the new Captain Marvel sequel, The Marvels, is being pushed back from November 2022 to February of 2023. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania is moving to July of 2023. And uh, also Indiana Jones 5 being pushed back to full year from July 2022 to June 30th, 2023. The OG Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. She's the one I used to watch with my grandpa, and he would sit there and watch her and go, ooh, ooh, she's pretty. Uh, well, she's uh, showing up for a cameo again. She was in Wonder Woman 1984 in the post credit scene, and she's coming back for the next movie, too. She says, who would have thought in my life, at this time in my life, that this gift would just present itself to me, and that's so cool. Uh, she turned 70 this year. Stars is making a limited John Wick prequel series called The Continental, which is also the name of the hotel where international assassins gather. The first actor to be announced is... You were thinking Keanu Reeves? Uh, no. It's Mel Gibson. For some reason. Keanu Reeves, not gonna be in it. You can't have a John Wick movie without Keanu Reeves. I just don't think that's gonna work. But apparently, they're gonna try. Uh, Ian McShane is going to be in it as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, uh, a younger version of Ian McShane's character is going to be in it. That's the only cast member, though, Mel Gibson. That's your news, nerds. 104.9. Bend over and take it up the tailpipe!
The Morning X. It's 104.9 The Morning X. It's Kev. Matt Hall is in the room. Uh, went on a date, did you? I did. Yeah. We yeah. Went, I went and saw the worst movie you could ever see. Uh, on, a on a date? On a date, yeah. What is, was it Halloween Kills? No, no. It, uh, the Last Duel. The last oh that's the movie that that uh, did surprisingly bad because Halloween Kills destroyed it at the box. It made office. nine million dollars. Mm, not good. Yeah, well deserved nine million dollars. Okay, so what was what was so bad about it? All right, well I didn't know the premise of the movie going in was a man. Um, how can I put this? Assaulting another man's wife, and mm, then them telling forced unlawful carnal knowledge. Yes, forced, uh, and then both parties telling conflicting sides of it throughout the movie. So, and not only that, it's not, it's 1300 and something. So <laughs> women aren't being treated very well just to start off. So, you know, sure. there were three of, um, uh, unlawful scenes, sure. Unconsenting scenes, okay. two regular sex scenes, a horse scene where two horses were doing it and an orgy. All of that in one movie. On, Tr- uh, what number date was this? With this, this was girl? three. Third day. <laughs> Third day. Try sitting next to somebody in a movie theater during an uncomfortable scene with Kylo Ren doing that to somebody. I'm like, how could you? What do you say? <laughs> what do you say after that? I said, I looked at her and I was like, you think he's going to break out his lightsaber next? And she was not having it. Like, <laughs> I was so, I and mean, when I get in those situations, I get really jokey and really uncomfortable. Who picked the movie? She did. She, oh, so, so it wasn't your fault. No. Okay. So, but. So. That's a lot for one movie. It is. I agree. Three <laughs> scenes of Adam Driver just doing awful things. Two regular scenes of Matt Damon doing it. Uh, you know, like just man and wife stuff. Sure. The horse scene came out of nowhere where this horse started getting it on with another horse. And then Ben Affleck and Adam Driver in an orgy scene. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. I did not no. see it coming. Okay. If you're going to see The Last Duel, I would suggest, one, it's like four hours long. So, you know, prepare for that. But also prepare for the other things I just warned you about. And those are, that's a spoiler alert, apparently. Needless to say, Matt's going to be looking in misconnections for a new girlfriend pretty soon. Yeah. Good. You want me to spoil the ending for you? Uh, sure, go ahead. Spoiler Adam Driver alert. dies horribly at the end. Well, probably as he should. In the last duel, because it's the last duel they're going to have. Apparently, in 1300, so if that happens, if another man does that to your wife, you duel him, and whoever loses the duel, that means she's either guilty or innocent. (laughs) So if Matt Damon would have lost that duel, she's guilty, even though she was innocent. And then she has to be put to death by being burned at the stake. So I was like, great, we have to see her getting burned at the stake. Yeah, that's why it's a hundred times better to live in today's society than it was back then. I just ruined the movie for everybody. Yeah, yeah, apparently a lot of people don't want to see it now. Well, don't ever go see it. Uh, I don't want to see it. Kylo Ren, how could you? I don't even like (laughs) Kylo Ren. I don't even like the guy who plays Kylo Ren. I don't don't like that guy. So, you know, it helps that he's being an a-hole in this movie. He was such a jerk. He was like the guy, all the ladies, like, he was a ladies' man. So, Matt is so upset right now. I had I, I couldn't even sleep. It was so bad. Who handled it better, you or her? I don't know. I didn't look at her. I, it, the date went. We're not seeing each other again. That was the end. It was is the that last. Right? It was the last date. She called it off. I, no, she's moving away. You called it off. No, she's moving. She's moving because you took her to that horrible, horrible rape movie. Maybe that's, I don't know. That's that's why she's moved. She wants to get as far away from you she as goes, possible. She goes, yeah, I'm moving to Milwaukee. I'm like, what? So you don't, so you don't take her to any more snuff films? Oh my god! <laughs> don't 
was the worst. She's going to be on on for worst first date Reddit threads. God. Like, yeah, yeah, you took me to a medieval snuff film. We should have gone and saw The Adams Family too. You should have. That's what you do. You take a, a woman to see what a kid would want to go see. I don't know why, but they love those movies. Anything medieval is just going to be the worst. The worst. Dude, my wife, first date. Honestly, first date, we saw the Muppet movie. Remember they rebooted the Muppet, yeah. Muppet movie? How many uh, orgy scenes were there? Uh, there were a couple. You know, with Muppets Ben Affleck? On, yeah. Ben Affleck in an orgy scene? Come on, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of saggy now. I don't want to see Ben Affleck's saggy uh, man boobs. He plays a king, and his hair's blonde. Like, he he plays this king <laughs> with a Boston accent. He plays a king with a Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tried to hide it, like, medievally, but it was just... You know, hey, how do you like them apples, eh? Like, it's just... Uh... Oh, kid, come on now, wicked. You go to kids' movies because it's safer. It's not that It's not that ladies like kids' movies. It's that they're safe for, for date material. Oh, we're going to have a wicked awesome <laughs> duel there, kid. <laughs> I can't even. Screw that movie. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for Rockford Misconnections. Yeah, yeah. are we even going to do them? I'm sorry. I, I feel like know, I'm yelling. No, that's fine. That's fine. I could read you one. Okay, we please. Only, we probably only have time for one. Could it go worse than yesterday's? My date? I'm going to read you the headlines of the three that are in here. Fine. And you, you tell me which one you want me to read, okay? Uh, first one says, help in Dixon. Second one says, hot girl at Walmart today. Third one says, shell. Which one do you want me to read? Hot girl at Walmart. Hot girl at Walmart. Let's click. You look like you want to have fun. <laughs> I want to invite you to a night of adventure and surprises. My guess is they're going to go see The Last Duel. Take her to The Last Duel <laughs> and then have a conversation afterwards about what they thought of it. Matt, oh, oh, God, just the worst choice, right? <laughs> it was Again, it wasn't my choice. I, I know. I, I, at she least... said, I've been dying to see this movie. <laughs> Did she change her mind after? No, she was like, hey, it was okay. And I was like, okay. That's like... all she had to say and you were walking away horrified? Yeah. I mean, she was very, I mean, it was uncomfortable. I mean, we were both, no, like, would be. watching that with somebody you only really kind of know. There's a movie, uh, a horror movie called Last House on the Left. I've heard of it. Um, and, yeah, there's a similar forced, unlawful, carnal knowledge scene that goes on way too long. Way too long. During one of the scenes with Adam, with Kylo Ren, uh, it was so bad that people were laughing in the back, like, oh, my God. Like, no one could believe what they were watching on the big screen. People are, all people are laughing at it? Laughing at it because it was so uncomfortably just... <laughs> About the hilarious <laughs> forced... <laughs> Come on. And then there were bad, like, jokes and lines about it. Uh, yeah, that sounds... Uh, oh, man. Whoever wrote that thing. I don't know. It, it says it's based on a true story is when it started off. But how do they know? It happened a, a million years ago. There are no laws that say you cannot put based on a true story uh, before a movie... No matter what. You could have put that in front of Star Wars and it wouldn't have mattered. Like <laughs> I wish, they, I wish no, it was based on a true story. There is no law. You could put that in front of anything. So it, the thing that blows my mind is that if a woman accuses a man of that, then the two men have a duel, like the guy and the other guy, and whoever wins, that's who was right. She has no say. <laughs> what a good movie. I mean, and that's not much worse than the justice, justice system we have now. Oh, my God. Not much worse. I could tell you more, but I don't, I don't even want to. No, don't. I've ruined it. No, don't. We have FCC laws. <laughs> we do. Go see so, uh, uh, Two and a half stars. Special edition today of Rockford Misconnections. Look for Matt's post because he's going to need a new date soon. Anybody want to go see the Adams Family too with me? <laughs> we found a moldy breakfast sandwich behind the desk. And you know what? F*** it. We're going to eat it. We'll be right back. Or we'll be at the hospital. Either way, the Morning X will return.
somehow. 1049 Morning X at 743, and a storm is brewing. It's happening at the Teamsters Hall in Rockford this Saturday. It's Rockford Damage Inc. Pro Wrestling in Studio. Now, Steve Eisman, we also have uh, WCW's Gorgeous George, now known as George Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Why'd you drop the Gorgeous? Uh because I didn't own the name, so I just changed my legal name from Stephanie Bellers to George Frankenstein. I was wondering if there's a little bit of a uh, <laughs> legal battle with uh, George Foreman there. Is that it, what happened? No, it was Randy actually owned the name. Oh, okay. And when we broke up, he wasn't trying to let me have it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fix you. I'm going to go change it legally. <laughs> okay. Bring listeners up to speed. That's what she did. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the listeners up to speed. You were at one point a manager for Randy Macho Man Savage. Yep. And I was on TNA, ECW. I've been doing indies for 22 years. So I've been in the wrestling WCW. business. Yeah, WCW. And so there's a big show happening right here in Rockford. Uh, pro wrestling show, of course, uh, James Storm and Masada also on the bill. Uh, what else is happening? Yes, we also got the Beer City Bruiser. He's uh, formerly, he's going to be signing again with Ring of Honor here soon. So we got him a show before he signs back up. Uh, it's We got a trunk or treat for kids from 2 to 4.30 at the show. 4.30 to 5.30, we got a costume contest. 5.30, the doors open, bell rings at 6.30. It's going to be a wonderful event. It's our grand opening event. So uh, I hope to see everybody out there, and we want to thank the ex and Lou Wood. Uh, I mean, Kevin Wood. <laughs> Kevin Wood, not Lou Lombardo, Kevin Wood, <laughs> for having us on the show to talk about the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have you guys. And you're not the first person to call me Lou, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I had an artist on uh, in a live stream interview who was like, thanks, Lou. I'm like, yeah, it's been Kevin the whole time. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Because Lou is the contact. You know, he, he sets things up for me. It's so a little we, early, so, you right? know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so who are you fighting? Um, I am the commissioner, and Stevie here is the president. Yes. So I'm helping with um, Stevie because this is his first uh, – promotion that he's you know starting so i'm part of that which is awesome that he's made me commissioner i'm very happy so i'm going to help him um with the kids and everything and i was going to say um if you want if you when you come to the show if you have any wrestling questions about becoming a wrestler any questions you need to ask just come up and ask me okay i'll ask you something right now how do you become a wrestler it's, <laughs> it's, it's called dedication yeah you live breathe and eat wrestling if you um if you're not down with that and you can't give it 24 hours of your life you might as well not even try it yeah, so I'm a stand-up comic, and when you get started in stand-up comedy, you have to go and do stand-up comedy as much as you possibly can. You right. have to get out and go to open mics and things like that. Is there anything like that for wrestlers? I yep. mean, like, is there like a pro wrestling gym where you can go and work out and well, stuff? Um, some some places that we we're if this all goes good, then we're going to start a wrestling school here in, in Rockford. Would be great. Yeah, and for the kids, you know, like um, and I was saying earlier that uh, Shane Adams has the Northern Illinois Combat Club. And he's done so well, and, and so many kids joined, and I'm so proud of him. And that'd be something like we would do with the wrestling school. You know what? I think uh, a little education would be good. Yeah, you know? yeah well, for sure. You, you ask what you know, how you doing comedy? Sorry, comedy. You're good. And you get keep going, and you you do the indie shows for wrestling. Yeah. So all the people go. Sorry. And a lot of people think wrestling's fake. It's not fake. They get a lot of injuries. So yes. that fake. Is not fake. I mean, Masada, I asked him how many stitches he got. He said he's uh, after 200, he quit counting. <laughs> yeah. And he said he's not worried about stitches, but when he broke his knee, something in his knee, that's it, what hurt the stuff it, on the inside. It may be a performance, but the pain is real. Oh, yes. Yes. We, yeah. we know who's going to win. Right. <laughs> but we don't know who's going to get hurt. <laughs> it is like, is every move, is every move choreographed? I mean, how's that um, work? Well, we, yeah, we sit back and we talk about it. And then um, we, we, it's like doing a dance. Okay. And then we get out there and it's choreographed together, but it's fun. Did you ever watch Glow? 
Yeah, yeah. I've, done, I've done some stuff for them too. You have? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. How was so? So how was the show then? Uh, Glow as compared to the reality? Um, I never seen it on TV. Oh, okay, okay. I see but I know that they were actually hiring some friends of mine to actually do some of the behind the scenes to tell the girls that were the actors what to do. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Um, Woman wrestlers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the the character of Gorgeous George like a heightened version of yourself. Um, you know what? I don't really know what people think about my character, to be honest. I just go out there and however I feel is <laughs> what I do, I guess. What you see is what you get. Yeah. I like that. I like that's a good way to be. That, mm-hmm. In life, in that's your work, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, put it all out there at front, and uh, we don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to. We don't have to guess anything. Right. Um, I see you brought with uh, some goodies here. <laughs> this looks like food stuff. We have yeah. uh, a little jar of powder here. What am I looking at? Um, that is the, that's gunpowder. That's my new seasoning, and I want him to try it so he can okay. tell you guys what it tastes like. So this is like a meat seasoning or like yeah. a steak. Uh, I guess you could put on vegetables. We'll here get a little... we go. Oh, what that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to cook with this. Isn't that the finest powder you've ever seen? It is. Uh, there's no surprises in here, right? I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not about to start tripping or no, anything no, like no. that. <laughs> I say that for myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually we're on with Gorgeous George and uh, Steve Eisman. We are uh, we are talking about this uh, food. You made this stuff. Yep. This uh, and we have some uh, wing sauce here. Yep. If you, when you when it separates, that's the butter at the bottom. You just shake it up. Okay, is it hot? Uh, to me, it's not. It's mild. <laughs> I've heard people. I've heard people say that before. No, no, it's mild. You're going to be sweating I, bullets in a I minute. I can't even eat hot Cheetos. Let's put so. it this way: Can I use it as lube? Is it? Is it? <laughs> no. Okay, so it's it's hot enough not to use. It as yeah. Lube. <laughs> you can use that other kind though. The other thing I brought. Oh, oh, that smells good. Yeah. So you brought also. It says snake oil. Okay, because the reason why it's called snake oil is because it's good for everything. You can put it on your hair. You can put it on animals. You can put it on babies. You can put it on your face. I use it for wrinkle cream, and I put it in my hair. It's okay. made from 24 ingredients, and um, what do you think? Okay, it smells, like, it smells like products that are in my wife's cabinet, for sure. <laughs> it's all natural. Everything's natural that's inside of it. Okay, excellent. Uh, beeswax? Yep. Taking it? Yeah, There's, all right. Yeah, beeswax. There's a whole list of stuff over there. You have there, your own bees? No, but I'm going to. Oh, man, that's terrifying. Oh, I, I can't <laughs> wait. So I'm terrifying. so excited to have bee, a, bee, a bee farm. See, yeah, and I'm always interested in the other things that people do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I always ask if we have rock stars on, like, what do you do besides what you do? And that's cool. You're into you're into making some stuff here. I cannot yeah. wait to cook with this powder, by okay. the way. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dump this all over a pork chop next week. You'll see. Right. Yeah. I'm doing a book now. That's the newest thing. Okay. Oh, you're working on a book yeah. about your life, about yeah. yourself? Uh, autobiography, yeah. That's cool. Uh, yep. Dave Grohl just came out with one. Yeah. Uh, so it's always cool to read about. Uh, uh, so you're going to go all the way back to the, your roots then? Well, yeah. From coming from Rockford all the way to through my whole 22 years of wrestling career. And then I was also in a band with my ex-husband, who was in the Misfits, uh, Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Wow, punk rock! So it's it's wrestling fans and um, you know punk rock fans, music fans. Yeah, that's great. That'll be an interesting read. Yeah, Uh, the. Rockford Damaging Pro Wrestling. Still got a little bit of time left. Uh, let's let's uh, get back to the show here. Yeah. We are going to be. Uh, I got a pair of tickets to give away uh, later on in the show. Okay, uh, but uh, Steve front row seats. Yeah, Steve has said he wants to give away some front row seats here on the show. And uh, with the front row seats, uh, Gorgeous George is autographing a picture to go with that, so they'll get a free picture of Macho Man and Gorgeous George autographed. Awesome. Well, how about we do this? Why don't we take the first caller right now at 815-874-2104. First caller is going to get those front row seats uh, and a signed picture from Gorgeous George. And that's a picture of you with uh, Macho Man there, yeah. right? Correct. And uh, when we get this phone call, first caller through is going to win it. But uh, where, where are you going? Can you go online and buy tickets for this? Yes, uh, 
www.proprowrestling.com or you can call 779-221-1594 and talk to my lovely secretary, Anita. She will take care of that, and you can pick the tickets up at Will Call. Once again, it's happening at the Teamsters Hall. Uh, that's on 11th Street in Rockford. Uh, doors open at 5.30, the bell. 6.30, Gorgeous George will be there. Of course, let's not forget about the trunk or treat beforehand. You'll be there yes. for that? Oh, yes. yes. And we also have Chef Daddy making all the food. Yeah, Chef Daddy, uh, Rockford famous Chef Daddy will be making all the food. We got, uh, we're doing uh, Greek signs during the intermission. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be, uh, It'll be it'll be a great turnout, man. Uh, Sorry about the mic crack yeah, out there. I don't know what was yeah, going on with like, that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm like an entrepreneur. You know, this is like my fourth business. Uh, my other three went well. You know, I got S and J seal coating and snow plowing, Eisman's automotive repair, and of course, Morningwood tree service. We get up to take them down. Boy, there yeah, you yeah. go. That looks like we got calls coming in here. Let's get the first caller on the phone. Hi, you're on the morning X. You're live. Don't yeah. swear. Who's this? Manuel. Manuel, you're on with gorgeous George and Steve. What's up, Stevie? What's up, Manuel uh-huh. Chavez? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Take it you know each other. Yeah, Jamie okay. Lipke's brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, good morning. Good morning. Well, you got an autographed picture from Gorgeous George, which we all know because she's from the 11th Street area just like us. And you get two free front row tickets to the show. That's uh, 5533 11th Street, the Teamsters Hall. Okay, hold on, hold on right there. We're, we'll get right back to you, Manuel. Hold on, don't don't hang up the phone. Whatever you do, don't hang up. All right, so uh, that's it. We got we, we actually are out of time, but uh, it was great to have you guys on. I wish we had like another hour. Thanks <laughs> for right? having us. Honestly, Thank you so much for having you. us. Uh, great to have you again. Uh, Rockford Damaging Pro Wrestling Saturday at the Teamsters Hall in Rockford, starting at five thirty. Trunk or treat beforehand. Uh, Gorgeous George, uh, George Frankenstein. Yeah. Excuse me, formerly Gorgeous George. Yep. Legal yep. legal issues. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, Steve Eisman, thank you very much, and uh, we for uh, us, hope Kevin. to talk to you guys soon. Someone dropped off free donuts in the kitchen. We're going to go down there and lick them all. That's hot. We'll be right back on The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. Green Day. Dan from the Rockford Area Convention Visitors Bureau says he knows that one. I, I do. I, I knew that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm educating you in the rock world every I, time you come in here. I appreciate it. Every time I learn a b- little bit more. You learn some new songs and you hear ones that you know. You've heard two yes. that you know since you walked in. A Linkin Park song and a Green Day song. Yeah. It's... A lot, a lot of growth. Has makes, there's a couple of those are a couple of crossover artists. You know, you've heard. Yeah, that's, you, that's probably why I know. You've them. heard Lincoln Park and Green Day on alternative stations yeah. as opposed to you know just on the hard rock stations. So, you know, the young, the younger crowd. How old are you? Twenty four. You're, you're only twenty four. Yep. No, no wonder. Yeah. No wonder. Well, you present yourself <laughs> as a more mature individual than a lot of twenty four year olds I've met. So okay. Well, that's that's a compliment. Thank you. Thank you. So now I'm not <laughs> now I'm not as surprised that you don't know much of the stuff we play, which is fine. Uh, so uh, what do we got going on? We are, you're here from uh, the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Of course, go rockford.com if you want to follow along. Uh, but what's going on this weekend? Yeah, so as always, there's lots of stuff to do in Rockford. Sometimes you have to look a little bit for it. But these three events here, hopefully uh, see, you see something you like. Sure. So first one here is uh, Art in Bloom. So if you like plants, if you like art, if you know someone who does, take them with you to go to Art in Bloom at the Rockford Art Museum this Thursday through Sunday, the exhibit is open from 10 to 5. And uh, it's, uh, you know, fl- I'm trying to understand what it is. Like yeah. it's, it's like art done with flower? Yeah, that's... that's Not how- flower. I'm sorry, flower is... Flo- yeah, fl- flower... <laughs> Not flour like you're baking yeah, flour. No, I was thinking something else. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it could be that too. But I think it's like they take the florals and the plants and they incorporate it into the art. So 
if you're into house plants, if you're into art, this is right up your alley. All right. Uh, well, well, let's talk next about the poetry slam. Yes. So this is the, I'm excited for this one. Um, coming on Saturday at 7 p.m. for the first time ever is a poetry slam competition. <laughs> Coming to Rockford. I love it when they call it a poetry slam because nothing says the word slam to me less than poetry. Yeah, I think. Like, how do you slam somebody with poetry? Yeah, I think. I think that's what they're. That's the stereotype they're trying to break is that they're trying to make it more more interesting and more relatable in in today's world. So. No, I'm not making fun. Believe me, I have in my mom's attic probably six or seven boxes of notebooks all with poetry i wrote in high school (laughs) i would die if anybody found that stuff and read it what's uh what what do you think when it what could you uh give us a poem here oh a poem right now yeah the leaves the leaves are falling on me the leaves they're dying they're browning that's it. That's all I got. There you go. I, I think you would you would have a good uh, good competition here at the poetry. That's slam. that's like my lament to the to the coming of winter. Yeah, it it will be here. You know, I I used to have a bunch more lines <laughs> in that. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. But then the Game of Thrones people they were suing me, and uh, uh, it yeah, a, it was a whole thing. You don't want that. So now it's the leaves. <laughs> of the leaves. They're dying on me. Yes, yeah, it's it's really dark. You know, it gets darker than that. But I don't want to get all Emily Dickinson on you or anything. But yeah, that's, I just slammed you with a poem. <laughs> Just, it feels so unviolent, and then like they make it seem like a wrestling event, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it should be. It should be a good time. We'll I, see. We'll I, feel, see. I, feel, I feel like we need to be advertising it like this: a poetry slam. <laughs> I like that. I like that. The leaves—they're falling. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's how. I don't. That's how they want to promote it. So uh, we'll, we'll call them and ask about that later on. We'll <laughs> okay. Ask. $20 admission for the Poetry Slam. Yes, yes. So then, like you mentioned, the leaves are falling. Fall <laughs> keeps progressing on. Um, nice segue. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. I've, I think I've tried to get better at those. You're doing my job for me, so I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> my apologies. No, no. No, I'm not asking for an apology. I'm thanking you. Because oh, good. Oh, good. I couldn't have come up with a better one myself. <laughs> <laughs> All Hallows Eve is coming to uh, to Midway Village, so they deck out the uh, the village there. Take your kids trick or treating. It runs from noon to six p.m. this Saturday, and there will be food and snacks available. Advanced tickets are sold online, but if you're like me and like to do stuff last minute, you can buy them at the gate. And uh, we're going to be out there. Yes. Uh, all the radio stations here are going to be hanging out there a little bit. I'll be out there myself from 2 to 4. You want to come get my autograph? Perfect. There you go. <laughs> I, I know people just are, are dying. IRL. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've never had anyone ask me for an autograph. I think the, the days of radio people yeah. giving autographs. This might be it, though. This might be your I, I day. I don't know. People ask me for could, pictures. Could someone please ask Kev for his autograph? Selfie, he would really I, appreciate it. I think it. selfies are the new autograph, though. People, can, okay, I get, can I get a selfie with you? People have asked me for selfies, but okay. I've never signed anything as a radio person. And uh, that's what you look forward to when you're when you're getting into this industry because you hear about it. Yeah. But those days are long gone. Nobody gives a crap about me. I'm an F-list celebrity. F. <laughs> I can't even tell you what the F stands for. Yeah. yeah. An but uh, all the things that Dan just talked. See, you, you did my job. I'll do yours. Thank all the you. things. Oh, thank you. All the things Dan just <laughs> talked about and more. You can find them at GoRockford.com. You can sign up for the Go Guide and get all these events in your inbox every single week. Yes. There you go. Perfect. And Dan from the Rockford Area Convention Visitors Bureau. We'll talk to you uh, next week, and maybe you could tell us how the Poetry Slam went. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> We're going to take a break because sitting on your ass and drinking coffee in between fart jokes is 
Just so exhausting. 104.9 The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Kev. And uh, you know what? I'm very happy to be announcing that they are back on the road this year. Thursday, December 23rd, coming to the Allstate Arena for two shows. It's Trans-Siberian Orchestra and back on the phone. Back to the show. Al Petrelli. Welcome back, man. Oh, my brother, thanks for having me back, and I hope everybody by you is healthy and safe and doing the best they can right now. And we are, and same to you, Ben. And uh, how good does it feel to be back on the road? Uh, I don't know, uh, <laughs> how many shows How many shows would you have done last year? Oh, God. Uh, I, you know what? I don't know. Probably over 100. So I think this year we have 100 shows in about six weeks, and I think it's 60 cities. And Listen, I feel like a caged animal, brother. I, you know, I just can't wait to get back to doing this. When I left the stage at the Allstate uh, 19, it was the last show of the tour, and I just said, hey, I'll see you all next year. Little did any of us know, you know, what was going to happen to us all, you know. So, yeah, and I mean, you... my problems pale in comparison to so many other families who have sure. suffered such loss and tragedy. I really got nothing to complain about, but after being home for almost two years now, uh, live music is back. We'll come back to Chicago. Two shows, like you said, at the Allstate. And the fact that we're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year, it's going to be an over-the-top celebration. Very, very emotional. Yeah, 25 years of uh, Christmas Eve and other stories. When you were creating that piece, I mean, like, do you had, did you have any idea that 25 years later you'd still be playing it? Absolutely not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Paul O'Neill wrote that story. It was uh, probably somewhere... I don't know, mid-95, and, and he had called me up to get involved with the project he was working on, and um, I went to the studio, and he put the faders up on what was to become Christmas Eve Sarajevo 1224, which I thought was an incredibly powerful, uh, you know, deep piece of music. And I was happy just being involved with that song, you know, and the project at the time. Sure. When he told me he was writing an entire rock opera around that piece of music, I was like, brother, count me in. Because <laughs> he used to say, listen, all I care about is making great art. He goes, you know, if, if it happens to sell, bonus. But if I can create something that nobody's heard before, then we've accomplished something really special together. And I was like, I'm in. And I remember recording the record and like um, reading the lyrics and the poetry and hearing the singers bringing the, the characters and the story to life. I said, this is incredible. I hope somebody really, you know, likes it, you know. And, and yeah. little did I know that here we are like a quarter of a century later still talking about it. And, and it's become coming a coming back more and more. It has become a major Christmas tradition. Yeah, for everybody, and starting with myself and right through the folks in the audience. I mean, this is like when I was a kid, you know, uh, uh, Charlie Brown or, or um, It's a Wonderful Life. Well, my family, sure. family was weird. We watched The Godfather on Christmas Eve. <laughs> different story. You know the old time, holiday classic, The Godfather? <laughs> the Godfather, dude. So, and this has become for so many families and so many generations, you know, kids, grandparents, great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, whatever. They've, they've fallen in love with Paul's story like I did so many years ago, and they've made it their own. And I'm just so proud to stand there and, and watch everybody's expressions change and have everybody celebrate Paul's work together after all these years. And, you know, Lou, who works here, he told me that uh, even last year when you guys did the virtual show, that uh, he and his family, they gathered around, they watched the whole show together because they would have they would have gone to the live show, man. So people were yeah. were still into that. So what kind of let's let's go back to that. Let's go back to a year ago. You guys were preparing last time I talked to you to do this virtual live stage show, and it was to be your only performance last year. So uh, yeah. how did that go for you? Uh, it was re well, the front of it was a little strange because you know it was the first time we'd ever talked about canceling a tour. We've never canceled the show. I right. think I mentioned to you last time we chatted, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it was like, all right, we got one swing at the plate to do this and, and, and execute a perfect show. Um, 
I couldn't wait to get to rehearsal. And in rehearsal, you know, it was like, you know, social distancing and mask wearing, and it was a little awkward at first. But after a day of that, I was like, listen, as long as we're in the room together and I got a guitar around my neck, we're good, you know? Yeah. And my task at hand was just making sure that the band crushed, because we literally only had one shot of this. There's no, you know, let's tomorrow morning at Soundcheck, let's fix this. No, this is it, you know? And everybody came prepared to do their jobs and do it at the highest level ever. So I was really, really proud of everybody. And, you know, uh, the producer said, okay, going live, counted backwards from 10. And once we started playing, it was like, all right, th- I know how to do this. We're okay. And the only different thing was that instead of looking out and seeing like 15,000 people, was looking out and seeing 15 HD cameras. <laughs> so that was kind of like, all right, this is weird, but I'll take, listen, I'll take weird, I'll take new, I'll take different, I don't, I'll take anything. I just want to play, you know? Anyway, and it went great. We played great. And I didn't really realize the impact it had until our managers called up about a week later and they told me, you know, dude, 250,000 households purchased that. Amazing. And that's when I got emotional, brother, because, you know, that meant that everybody wanted their tradition, albeit virtually, but everybody wanted to join together and celebrate Paul's incredible work one time this year. And through the magic of technology and TV, we were able to pull that off. Now, obviously, we all weren't in the same room together, but, you know, in spirit, we were, you know. Sure. And I was so proud of what Paul created. I was so proud of uh, everybody just getting together and doing this. And um, it really was a magical time. So, magical as it was, though, you got to be glad you're not doing that again this year. Oh, <laughs> on a massive level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's not, you know, that's not what I'm wired for. You know, ever since I was a kid, you know, I've done one thing. You know, I put a guitar around my neck, and I love standing, and I love playing, and I love performing, and I love bringing music to life, and I love seeing the reaction of the audience, that immediacy. You know, I love to record, sure. but there's not that reaction that you get when you're done with a take. You know, there's something about live music that if you play and you do your job well, when the audience roars, you know they nailed it, yeah. you know, and I live for that stuff. It's awesome. Watch, watching people's expressions change, watching, you know, five-year-olds sit on their granddaddy's lap and smiles everywhere. You know, there's something very special about live music and especially Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, it's special indeed. And 25 years later, still special to families around the world. Trans-Siberian mm-hmm. Orchestra coming back uh, to the Chicago area, Allstate Arena, uh, on uh, December 23rd. Two shows, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. Tickets at trans-siberian.com. Al Petrelli from Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Man, we really appreciate it. Oh, my brother, it's so good to hear your voice. Much love always, and stay safe. And listen, we're coming back with a vengeance, so I can't wait to see everybody again. Thank you so much for everything this morning. We don't want to miss it. Thanks, Al. And now those words you'd long for your whole life. I've got a turtlehead poking egg. More on The Morning X after this. the Morning X, Mike Peck of the Rockford Icehawks joins us after 8 o'clock right now. Let's take a look at what's going on in the world of science. And now, science shit. That's right, our weekly look. Into what's going on with the eggheads over there in science land. You might have seen a large fireball streak across the sky on Tuesday night. People from Tennessee to Michigan could see it, but it was not a comet as they thought. Experts think it was a Russian spy satellite that launched last month and fell out of orbit. I'd say that was a uh, massive failure. Well done. Uh, In other space news, NASA posted a CGI video about a space tourism showing people kayaking on one of Saturn's moons. A team of astrophysicists think that our entire solar system might be encased in a massive cosmic tunnel that's invisible to the naked eye. Well, if I can't see it, why do I give a crap about it? And scientists who study Uranus say, yes, they're sick of all the jokes. (laughs) Uh, That's right. There isn't a single one we haven't heard. So you can take those jokes and shove them you know where. That's right. 
The trash can. We're tired of it. In health news, surgeons in New York took a kidney from a genetically altered pig and put it in a human, and it's working like it should. So there's somebody walking around with functional pig parts in their body. It's the first time they've been able to do that, and it could be a huge breakthrough for kidney transplants. In other animal news, a team in Finland found dogs can have ADHD just like people. Male dogs and puppies are more prone to it. Uh, Risk factors include not exercising, not getting enough attention, and being left at home alone a lot. I know a dog who's the perfect candidate for that study. And archaeologists now believe that Vikings landed in North America 200 years earlier than we thought, and they found wooden artifacts in Newfoundland in Canada that date back 1,000 years. They're from the year 1021, so suck it, Columbus. That's your science news. You're listening to Kev. Now, what do you think of a character like that? 104.9. Well, I think you're wise to keep him locked up, Doctor. The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X at 8.16. It is Kev and uh, the wonderful Mike Pack in studio with us. Top of the morning. Of course, this is more like bottom of the morning for you. You're coming down the home stretch. This is like 12 noon for me. Yeah. Yeah. I've been up for hours. Do you like <laughs> order pizza? Or, you know, what do, you, what do you do when you get to this point in your day? At this point in my day, I start to plan out what I'm going to wear to bed. And, uh, <laughs> I lay out my clothes for the next day. Do you pre-record like Wheel of Fortune so that way you can <laughs> you watch it earlier? Or do you actually watch Wheel of Fortune and that's when your go-to go-to-bed signal Don't is? forget to DDR the wheel. <laughs> I'm in bed by six. No, it's actually not that bad anymore. I, you, you know, I used to start at five. Now I start at six. You know, so I, I'm not going to bed as early as I used to. But I used to have to get up at like three forty-five to make it here. But I, I don't do that anymore. I literally walk in seconds before I have to turn the mic on. Like, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's after your pre-production meeting with all your producers and like your sh- run a show and all that, right? Wait a minute, when's this happen? Oh, when <laughs> all my producers? I don't have. It's just me in here, Mike. I don't know if you noticed, but I have a, a fake producer that I sometimes refer to when a mistake is made by me. I always blame it on my imaginary producer, Joey Dick. Uh, but uh, <laughs> see, I thought. It, I thought everyone was on vacation. No. Oh, oh man. They've been on vacation for a year and a half. Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been uh, just me in here for quite some time, but uh, we are not here to talk about me because uh, Mike Peck from the Ice Hogs is here. And, uh, you know, this might be my favorite thing uh, on the internet. And, and it involves the Ice Hogs. It involves Mike Peck. Uh, no, favorite thing on the internet. That's bold. Because the internet, I don't know if you know the internet very well, but it's quite large. Well, we'll say this. My favorite Rockford-related thing. <laughs> On the internet, and uh, there was a game in 2013 uh, with the Ice Hogs and the Grand Rapids Griffins, and a bench-clearing brawl, and calling the game, uh, was it on the radio, right? Yes. On the radio was Mr. Mike Peck. Yes. Yes, Yes. on Sister Station, WNTA. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And look, uh, you were very excited, and this is my favorite audio. That's not it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's not the audio. And That's kind of what it sounded like, though. I think that was that was the reaction in the crowd. <laughs> was more or less that was that was pretty much it. Okay. So stage setter for it. We were wearing pink jerseys. We had pink ice. <laughs> it was our pink in the rink game. So it was our big breast cancer awareness and fundraiser. Places packed. Ice Hogs Griffins, it was the lockout year, so we had a bunch of guys that should be in the NHL. We're about to go back to the NHL on the team, uh-huh. um, and it, it turned into absolute bedlam. Uh, yeah. On the near side, here we go. I just, I just love how excited you got. Like, like you can't wait for moments like these as a broadcaster. That's what, this is what it seems like when I hear on you. On the near side, here we go. Beach is going to drop him. we got to find the new. Now we got to fight back in the Grand Rapids side. 
Now here we go. We gotta have a goalie fight. Carter Hart's gonna jump in. Here we go. Everybody's gonna go. Hunt's gonna trap him with Verazic. We got ourselves a all-out line brawl. Back at the blue line, Beach is still pounding a Griffin. Now going nuts. Back on last off, I believe it's Sean Malone. Hunt and Verazic. Now everybody coming off the bench. As bitch, here we go, we got a bench clear. You're very excited. Yeah, and I think uh, all my broadcaster buddies usually greeted me with, hey, here we go, for the next, like, yeah, day two. And if you've ever seen the movie Slapshot, or if you've never seen the movie Slapshot, that's pretty much a summary of what Slapshot is. The only thing that didn't happen in that, that happened in Slapshot, was someone threw keys from the stands in Slapshot and hit somebody in the lip. That did not happen in that uh, in that situation. But that was quite the fight. Uh, yeah, it seemed like it. This is my favorite part right here, because I know that's not what you're saying, but it sounds like you're screaming, yes, bitch! Yes, bitch! <laughs> It's a fight! Yes, bitch! Let's go! Oh, man. <laughs> yes, bitch! <laughs> That's uh, my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, you know, it's 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 got to be hard to contain that excitement when something like that just kind of erupts on the ice, right? Yeah, I mean, it. Um, obviously, I, I, I kind of wish I would have called it a little bit different. I don't know how, but... Uh, you look back and kind of regret yeah, that you was, couldn't well, keep like, it together? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, it, that's kind of kind of it. But at the same time, that's, that is, it's, it's spontaneous. Like, you don't... It started off as... And, and again, the setup was uh, the Ice Hogs had been called for several penalties. Some of them, I think, were unjust, and Grand Rapids kept scoring on the power play. <laughs> and the team was frustrated. They had just scored a power play goal. So Kyle Beach... I think just said, we've had it, and right off the face-off, actually fought one of their skill guys, Riley Sheehan, who was one of the, at the time one of the top prospects in the Red Wings organization. So because Beach picked on Riley Sheehan, the Griffins obviously didn't take too kindly to that because that was their, one of their skill guys. Yeah. So they came in to defend <laughs> their teammate, and then everybody was defending everybody, and then everybody was fighting everybody, and everybody was kung fu fighting, and it was an <laughs> unbelievable Saturday night at the at the BMO Harris Bank Center. Kyle Beach, otherwise known as... As Beach! <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, yeah. I mean, this is classic, man. Didn't didn't you tell me before that that those clips actually made it onto ESPN and all that stuff? Like they were highlighting. Yeah, Sports Center. Uh, Sports Center ran it um, on their top ten, and it and it was the number one play. Well, actually, it was after the top ten because it was something like we had all these great plays this weekend, and then we had this, <laughs> and, then, and then they showed Carter Hunt going down. So Carter Hunt fought uh, Peter Morazic. Both goalies, by the way, still in the NHL. Morazic was an All Star that year in the AHL. The All Star game was the next weekend. Hunt and pounded him so bad he went to the All-Star game with two black eyes. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I'm sure uh, Morazic probably had uh, had to answer some questions from some of his uh, his temporary teammates at the All-Star game, but uh, both those guys have gone on to good careers. Morazic's top-notch, but uh, yeah, what a, what a night that was, and people people still talk about it, and you know, when, when people say, you know, what's a top moment you know that that you remember in 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 Isog's history over the time, and I mean that's that's top three, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. <laughs> you know, I think when fans go to a go to a hockey game secretly, we hope for at least one fight, at least one where the gloves are coming off or the jerseys yeah, sure. getting you know pulled over somebody's head, you know, something like that. Yeah. We kind of hope for it. Well, as as that fight was going on, and it it went on. I, it I don't did. know. I don't know how long that clip is, but it was probably ten, twelve minutes. Yeah, the uh, video is only like four, four, four minutes on YouTube or something like okay, that. Okay, well, I'm maybe sure it was cut. Yeah, well, maybe it, it took ten, twelve minutes to get everything cleaned up and sorted out. But well, uh, yeah, at one point in this, I don't know exactly where the audio is, but you say something like, "Looks like there's a used equipment sale going out of the ice because <laughs> there were just gloves and masks and helmets everywhere on the ice." Yeah. Well, real quick, the thought about the fight—you want to see a fight? I remember thinking halfway through, like my kids, and my kids were pretty young. 
at the time. My kids are in the stands. They're seeing this. Oh, like, were they, oh, they were there? Oh, yeah. They, oh, were, they were there that night. But then <laughs> the, the funny thought, and, and Tim Matillo, who used to coach the Rockford Iceman, said this. He's like, you know, it's always awkward when you have these like all this equipment and everyone's beating each other up. And then two players from you know, – a player from each team has to go out and sort all that equipment, <laughs> right? Like – Who's, who's going to sort the equipment, right? The, the two guys who fought the least have yeah, to go out. Right. You know, the, the two guys who are the least mad at each other. You know, and, and maybe the funniest, like, subtle thing in that whole situation, I don't even know if you can see it in the video, but this happens, like, not that this happens all the time, but whenever a situation like this happens, the backup goalies never fight. They're usually just sitting on the bench because they're more than likely going to have to go in and play. Sure. And if they go out and fight, get thrown out of the game. No goalie. Well, you know, goalie, or you have to you have to suit someone else you up. Activate just, that accountant in the yeah, audience. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's just funny because everybody's on the ice, and I believe it was Alec Richards for the Ice Hawks. He's just sitting on the bench, just sitting yeah. there watching. <laughs> With his baseball hat on, like, all right, front row seat for this madness. Like these morons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, well, we're very excited to see hockey come back to the BMO this year, of course, uh, being able to watch our beloved Ice Hogs on our home ice. First home game, November 6th. Yes, big day today. And what's today? Tickets go on sale. There 10 a.m. So 10 a.m. this morning, icehogs.com. You can come down to the BMO box office. Um, you can call uh, 815-968-5222, and you can get tickets for the opener or any game you want. We've had people blowing us up here the last month and a half, two months about tickets. Today's the day. Excellent. And uh, also new this year, you can uh, stream every single Ice Hogs game at our website, theXRockford.com. Yes, and we've we had the first two last weekend. We're in uh, Iowa tonight and tomorrow playing the uh, the Iowa Wild. So uh, tonight's uh, tune in at uh, at seven o'clock through the X website or the app and uh, listen to Joey Z making his Ice Hogs debut because last week he was he was a Blackhawk for a week. He got the call up. That's amazing. I'm sure I'm sure he had a good time with that. Right? He had a blast. I, and my my favorite story, and I don't want to steal his thunder, but. His the bus the Blackhawks bus broke down in Pittsburgh, so I mean he was right like right back in the minors. <laughs> well, Beach and Sheehan started in the faceoff circle, and now it's McCardle Hammer and Perry getting into the mix, <laughs> hammering on Mitch Callahan. Parody's going to grab Callahan. I'm sure Joey Z didn't run in run into any situations like that, but uh, God bless him. God bless you, Mike Peck, and uh, we'll have you back uh, next week. Hey, thanks for the memories, huh? Hey, I'm happy to share them. Sharing with you and all of Rockford. Oh boy, the uh, laxatives just kicked in, so we're going to take a quick break. 104.9 The Morning X. It's 104.9 The Morning X. It is Kev. We are going to have eventually tickets to Twisted Crypt Haunted House. Uh, we got a four-pack of tickets to that, and I think we're going to do Hillbilly Theater with it, because uh, I've got a friend here who can help me out with that, I think. Uh, <laughs> Michael Palmandari is here. What's up, Michael? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Wait, are you? did you just call me a hillbilly on air? No, no. I mean, you can do a hillbilly voice, uh, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when anybody does like a hillbilly voice, they immediately just go to like the stereotypical southern accent, sure. where it's just like, hey, hey, how you doing there? <laughs> and that's just like immediately what it goes to. When I hear people like in the Rockford area with a southern accent, I'm just like, where did you... Where did you come from? And you know we grow hillbillies here. <laughs> we do, we do. It's a hillbilly crop out. <laughs> yeah, we grow them out at the arboretum. <laughs> Michael, uh, <laughs> I watched that clip you sent me, and it was Michael! like, Michael. <laughs> Anyways, but first we do have to take a look at what it is. What it is. You know what it is. It is. Hey man, what it is with you? 
Let's take a look at what's happening in your own backyard. i got a full forecast for you after the real news from 13 WREX, and here's what it is. New information on a deadly crash killing a 28-year-old woman earlier this week. The Winnebago County Coroner's Office has identified the woman as Amanda Collis. The crash happened in the 4800 block of Newburgh Road Monday afternoon. The driver of the other vehicle was seriously hurt in the crash. No update on his condition. An elderly man missing in Boone County has been found safe. The Boone County Sheriff's Office says 88-year-old Paul Kyrain, who suffers from Alzheimer's disease, was located thanks to the help of many volunteers. He left on foot from a residence in the 9,000 block of Ramblin' Ridge Road on Thursday. Canines and a helicopter were used during that search. Paul was taken to a local hospital to be treated. A groundbreaking in Dixon Thursday for its new Park District location. It'll have two high school-sized basketball courts, two volleyball courts, and two batting cages. Community rooms and staff offices will move there. From the 13 WREX Newsroom, those are your top stories. I'm Brittany Hardaway. Thank you, Brittany. I can't wait to drive the hour it's going to take to get to Dixon and see that basketball court. Thank you. 54 degrees, the high for today. 39 right now in Rockford. Uh, mostly cloudy, gloomy. 34 overnight tomorrow. Sunny and 55. Rain definitely possible on Sunday with a high of 52. Your full forecast from 13 WREX, your weather authority. Set the xrockford.com. Where pets rock and we want to see your pet pictures. Send us your pet pictures uh, for Pets That Rock, presented by Oscars Pub and Grill and Jack's Pub. And, uh, you know, it's not a contest. We're not picking the ones we like best. It's a random draw. We just we just want to see your pet pictures because, you know, we love pets. That's how that works. Pets that rock. You can win a $25 gift card to Oscars or Jackson. Some concert tickets. It's at thexrockford.com. And that's what it is. Sports in 60 on the 40X. Mm-hmm. Dodgers staying alive in the NLCS after an 11-2 win over the Braves. Braves still ahead 3-2 in that series. Game 6 tomorrow. American League side, Houston up 3-2 over the Red Sox. Game 6 today. Bulls and Pelicans today. Fred Van Vliet and his Raptors playing the Celtics. NASCAR playoffs continue this weekend in Kansas. Bears and Bucks on Sunday. Packers host the Washington football team. Canucks over the Blackhawks 4-1. They play in Detroit on Sunday. And the Ice Hogs on the road with the Iowa Wild today. And don't forget, you can now stream every single Ice Hogs game at our website, dxrockford.com. Text HOGS to 59457 for the link. And as far as high school football goes, let's check in with Jordan. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, a lot of good matchups across the conference tonight for Week 9 as the 2021 regular season comes to a close as the Huskies put their seven-game win streak on the line as they battle Auburn. Guilford will take on Belvedere. Boylan will battle East in a matchup of two five and three schools with both teams looking to play in the playoffs next week. Jefferson is expected to play Hadaniga as Hadaniga is looking to wrap up their undefeated regular season heading into the playoffs. And Belvedere North will travel to Freeport to battle the pretzels. And don't forget to check out our podcast online, the Nick 10 Whip Round on rockrivercurrent.com. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate that. And uh, comedian Michael Palmandari is here. We're going to do Hillbilly Theater for those haunted house tickets. <laughs> so, so stick around for that. You're not going to want to miss it. Can't wait, buddy. And, uh, and more. On the morning eggs. It's Friday. The wheels have come off. It's too late. It's too late now. It's all over. 8.52. On the morning eggs. It's Kev here. And uh, sitting with me is... Michael! <laughs> you don't even need to say my name anymore. Like, even when we hang out at any point in time, you're just immediately going to, like, pull out your phone and have an audio clip of that. Uh, I'll have the I'll have the clip ready. And, uh, all right. Uh, thanks for coming out to the comedy club. Up to the stage next. Michael! <laughs> hey, man. As long as you're able to get me book, get booking me gigs, then uh, that's... You can t- Totally bring me up that way if you want. 
Michael Palmineri is here. I believe he's got something to plug, but we can't get to that yet because we do have to give away some tickets, and I've asked Michael for some help with this. We're going to do Hillbilly Theater. Michael and I have a scene from a horror movie here. Yeah. We are going to read the scene. As hillbillies, the people in the movie are yeah. definitely not hillbillies. They are not hillbillies. Um, and you have to tell us what movie we are performing as hillbillies. If you could do that, we have a family four-pack. When are they going to stop calling them family four-packs? Um, we'll just say a four-pack of tickets to Twisted Crypt Haunted House uh, that you can use whenever you feel like it. So get your foursome together. Ooh. And uh, maybe invite Michael! And, <laughs> Uh, so there is a swear word in this scene, and, is, and since we got the audio up, I'm going to replace the swear word with... Michael! That's awesome. Um, and uh, so we're going to do the scene. We're going to get the banjos rolling. Yes. And um, tell us what movie we are performing, and you can win that family four-pack. Ready? Here we go. Hillbilly Theater, and... Yeah! Fiction! Please don't hurt me! I'm not going to hurt you! Stay away from me! Wendy, darling, light of my life, I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. Going to bash them right to in. Wait, wait, stay away from me. Don't hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you. Stay away from me. Stop it. Stop swinging the bat. Put the bat down, Wendy. Wendy, give me the bat. Well done. That is, your, that is your scene. What movie were we just <laughs> horrifically performing? Nah, performance of a lifetime. First correct caller at 815-874-2104 is going to get a four-pack of tickets to Twisted Crypt Haunted House. Good luck. We found a moldy breakfast sandwich behind the desk. And you know what? F*** it. We're going to eat it. We'll be right back. Or we'll be at the hospital. Either way, the Morning X will return. Somehow. 104.9, the morning exit is Kev, and uh, we're in the middle of, the middle of Hillbilly Theater. My friend Michael and I just read a scene from a horror movie, and we're looking for the name of that horror movie. Hi, the X, who's this? This is Danielle. What's going on, Danielle? How are you? Oh, just got off of work a little while ago. Excellent. What do you do? I'm a nurse. Oh, all right. Well, uh, thank you very much for your service. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. And did you hear the scene that we did? Yeah, that's from The Shining. That's definitely from The nice. Shining. You did it. Good I job. I knew that two, two words in. I'm like, oh, that's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you so you knew it from my hillbilly voice that that was Jack Nicholson. Okay. <laughs> I just, I know that movie, but anything Stephen King forward and backwards. So. Very cool. Uh, well, we definitely appreciate that. So how did we do it? Did you, did, do you think we could pull it off if we did it on stage live? I don't know. Wow. I mean, coming, uh, my grandmother was from Dayton, Virginia, so I can put on that accent and you'd never <laughs> even know. Well, do you want to be in the movie? I mean, if we reshoot it, you're Absolutely. Def- I think you've got a part then. I think you've just been cast in the hillbilly version of The Shining, Danielle. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Rehearsals start Monday, okay? Yeah, it's the only thing okay, different. Okay, I'll be there. Bell's on. <laughs> only thing different is going to be called The Shining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Knowing us, it'll be called The Dimming. Right, exactly. That's that's more accurate with us. But uh, you got a four-pack of tickets to Twisted Crypt Haunted House, Danielle. Good. Thank you. 1049. This is the Morning X. 1049 The Morning X 918. It is Kev. Michael Palmadary is here. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Kevin? How you doing? Uh, always a pleasure to have a friend of the show back, uh, yeah, Michael Palmadary. Thanks for having me back. It's, it's a pleasure. Uh, so I assume you're here for a reason. You're not just here to just you know barge in on my show. Oh, no, no, no. I'm totally here to barge. That's actually what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't have anything going on. So And I live close. <laughs> I live. You know what? I really want that to be like uh, some sort of sensor. So like anytime I walk in and out of my place, 
all I hear is, Mago! Anytime anybody Mago! walks into like my front door, like, Mago! And then I know, or that should be like my doorbell. That should be my doorbell. Anytime somebody rings my doorbell, it's Michael. My go, hold on, somebody, uh, somebody's here. I gotta go. I gotta go get my my package from Amazon. If I can figure out the technology, anytime you send me a text, it's just gonna. Michael. Yes, yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so let's please do that. Uh, so uh, seriously, no shows though. Nothing to plug. No, of course I have a show coming oh, up. Okay. Oh man, so so folks, I have a show coming up tomorrow night. That's Saturday night, and it is going to be at Pig Mines Brewery, which is at forty eighty Steel Drive in Machesney Park. Um, the show is at 8 p.m. and it is free. I'm going to say that again, folks. The show is free. Fats Productions presents. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm standing up and giving a bow in case you can't see me, but you can't see me at all. You can only hear me. Um, Again, it's at 8 p.m. Fats Productions presents brings another uh, incredible lineup of live comedy to the state line. I'll be hosting this incredible lineup. We've got comics Brandon Prozek and Sharon Palm. We also have our main feature, Mike Fountain, and we also have our headliner, one of my favorite comics to work with mars tims mars, mars i love mars so good mars is so good you so. might recognize mars from the uh, rockford ice hogs games uh, yes right before right before they had to stop letting people into the bmo mars mm-hmm. uh, was doing uh, some stadium announcements there he was absolutely yeah mars he's he's so good he's one of the hardest working comics i know out there so if you're not doing anything tomorrow night you're interested come on out to pig mines brewery in mcchesney park uh show starts at 8 p.m they do i mean it's a brewery so they do all their their brews in-house which are really good and it's it's vegan vegan food? Food. oh it's so good so, dude you know if if here's what i think if you went into pig mines didn't know it was vegan correct ordered a burger and ate it right you would say this is an interesting tasting burger but right. you wouldn't go this isn't a burger right right and like right. my wife is vegan so i have i try all the vegan stuff you know oh. like all, all of it and i've become an expert in pig mines they do it man okay good good glad they, to hear so it up. you hear that you got the plug from kevin right here on the radio <laughs> come on out see the show yeah i would show up early for for good seating but sure. yeah please come on out we've got and, live comedy and mars tim's one of those comedians who you watch him and you get a little pissed off because you're like you're like <laughs> how is he so funny he yeah. doesn't even he has material but yeah. he doesn't need it. That's the thing. Yeah. Like he doesn't need a single punchline. He's right. just funny. He's one of those comics where like you watch him and he just like puts on a clinic. And what I mean right. by putting on a clinic, that's kind of like a comic term. It's like putting on a clinic means like as a comic, I like sitting there and watching him because he just know you can tell he knows how to do it. He's got solid material. His crowd work is incredible. He's got a he's got a very good resume of things that I'm like I wish I could do that. Some of the, one of these days. <laughs> yeah, right. um, but yeah, he's one yeah. of those people where I'm like happy jealous for because he's so good and he's. He's one of the nicest people nice, I've ever met. Yes, he's also great humble. at like giving advice, humble, mm-hmm. all that. So he's one of the, he's one of the types of comics you want to work with and you root for. And he makes out like a champ. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> so please come on out and see live comedy at Pickmine's Brewery tomorrow night, eight o'clock, free. You got the plug from Michael Palmandari himself. Michael, and, uh, <laughs> let's, let's get the tool of the day. That guy's a tool. You're a tool. Tool of the day. As always, your tool of the day is powered by Retool of Rockford, and uh, we go to Canada for this one. Ooh, Canada. We don't go to Canada very often for the tool of the day. And this is also the first instance of something like this happening in a tool of the day story. So texting and driving, a problem. Mm, yes. Okay, distracted driving. I Absolutely. Actually, I actually saw a guy reading a book while driving. Oh, yeah, because that's safe. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter one, the crash. Look, man, this Twilight book has really sucked me in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm reading The Shining. I've seen people uh, eating a bowl of cereal while driving. Oh, my gosh. I've seen people do their makeup like while or shaving. I've seen people shaving, shaving while driving. With a shaver or with like a shaving cream and a razor? No, with a shaver. If I saw some, if I saw like a dude in the car with like, 
like some Barbasol, and he's like lathering up and getting out like his his razor and shaving that way. He's got like a little portable sink with him. I've, yeah, I've <laughs> like just like a bowl of hot water on his yeah, passenger yeah. He's seat. He's got like an old timey barber in there with like a hot towel wrapped around his face, <laughs> with the curly mustache yes. in the back seat with the yeah, razor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some guy playing piano in the background. <laughs> but our tool of the day was doing something behind the wheel that I've never heard of anybody doing behind the wheel, and it's not what you're thinking. It's, it's driving. Get your <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. It's not what you're thinking. Uh, this guy got pulled over because the Police saw him playing a flute while driving. <laughs> He's just like warming up on the way there, on so the way to like practice or like a symphony or something. Yeah, so he's sitting behind the wheel at a red light, and he's like playing along to some song that's playing on his iPod or whatever. And uh, when the light turns green, the cops saw him go, but keep playing the flute. Oh my god! How did he do it? Does he have like one of those self-driving cars? M- maybe he's he, using his knees. Yeah, he's just using his knees. He's definitely doing yeah. the knee driving. <laughs> Yeah, like, you got to hold the flute to the side, so he must have had his passenger or his driver's side window down, so the flute could stick out the window, and you can play for the whole intersection. I guess so. Yeah. Like he probably heard somebody bumping their music really loud. It's like, oh, you can bump your music with bass. <laughs> Let me pull out my flute. You ready for some Jethro Tull? I was Here just saying. I got to get ready for my marching band to play at the parade. <laughs> Sitting on a park bench. <laughs> Well, good for that guy, I guess. Uh, well, he didn't go to jail or anything, but he did get a ticket, and the cops told him never to flute and drive again. <laughs> I would imagine, like, what would happen if he did go to jail? It's like, what are you in for, man? Well, I played the flute <laughs> while driving my car. And it was my third offense. <laughs> <laughs> like, this man, you got a warrant out for You're just playing a symphony of instruments in traffic, dude. <laughs> Oh, well, that's your tool of the day. Don't be a tool like that flu playing fool, but the right tool for your job. You can find it at Retool of Rockford. They're on East State Street next to Chuck E. Cheese. Buying, selling, and trading tools. Go and see Dave. Tell him Kev from the Morning X sent you. Visit rockfordretool.com. 104.9. The Morning X will return after Kev's done crop dusting the country station. 4.9 The Morning X at 9.34. I am Kev. Michael Palmendary is still here. Michael! Michael! <laughs> it's never going to get old. It, it'll get old to our listeners real fast. You know what? I got to find an audio of, uh, of um, uh, Catherine O'Hara saying, Kevin! <laughs> from Home Alone. So anytime we say each other's names, you can do Michael and I can do Kevin! <laughs> I, I have something. I have something from Home Alone. Do you really? It, it's not that one, but it's, uh, you see, I have a whole Kevin folder. Uh, I'm not you self, have, you I'm have not, a folder that says Kevin, and I'm, is it all Kevin-related things? I'm not self-obsessed at all. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. That's a very rude thing to say, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, you're such a disease. There yes, it is. There it is. Yes. That's the one from Home Alone. I love that. And there's this one, which I heard in a Super Bowl commercial one year and had to have the audio. Nobody asked you, Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> that's creepy. That's from SpongeBob, I think. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. Hey, that's good. Thank you very much. I do impressions. You do. Oh, I do. We're going we're gonna to have to mess with that eventually. All right, sweet. All right, Put maybe, me on the spot, maybe, man. Maybe not today. We're going we're gonna to do Stay it. Stay tuned, folks. It's going to be a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's going to be a cliffhanger with Sylvester Stone. Hey, yo, maybe what I'll do is I'll just hang on the side of this mountain for a little while. Should I just leave? Yeah, if you want to, you can just pack it up. I'll just stick around and I'll finish out, you know, the rest of your shift here. <laughs> I'll just pretend I'm talking to a bunch of different people when really it's just going to be me in here. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll think about that in the meantime. <laughs> the Real Rock Report on the Morning X. 
It's time for the Real Rock Report, powered by Oscars Pub and Grill and Jack's Pub. With the report, as always, my main man is Lou. In what comes as a kick in the teeth to System of a Down fans, the group has po- uh, postponed this weekend shows in California because singer Serge Tankian has COVID-19. Now, uh. not only that... But in a Facebook post apologizing to fans, he writes, touring is not something he intends to continue doing down the line. Now, I'm not sure if that means he wouldn't be open to doing a one-off show, but it sounds like we're not going to see System of a Down on any kind of extended road trips anymore moving into the future. Sounds like self-righteous career suicide. Which is weird for them. Uh, Rise Against will release a six-song EP on November 12th, Nowhere Sessions. It's a companion piece to Nowhere Generation, the album they dropped in June. It features three different takes on songs from that album. Two covers as well, Creedence Clearwater Revival's Fortunate Son and The Misfits' Hybrid Moments as well as a new take on Savior off of 2009's Appeal to Reason. And out today, 6 a.m. releasing their 20-cut best-of compilation. It has six previously unheard bonus tracks on it, and also Seether's Wasteland, the Purgatory EP on vinyl. Metro Rock Report, powered by Oscars Pub and Grill on East State and Jack's Pub on North Perryville. Both open at 11 a.m., setting you up with 450 Captain Morgan, Tito's, Jameson, and Screwball every day, plus 350 House Wines and Happy Hour Specials on apps every weekday, 4 to 6. Honestly, Lou, I can't think of more than one 6 a.m. song. Yeah, good point. <laughs> but they found 20. That's what life is. <laughs> life is beautiful is the one that I know, and I can't think of a single other track from 6 a.m. Yeah. Um, I'm, I guess I'm curious to hear what uh, what else is on that album. <laughs> it's our first album. It's called Greatest Hits. Enjoy. And it sounds like it sounds like Nicky yeah. is done with that project now. He wants to move on and do something else. And that other thing is re-recording, doing new music with Motley Crue. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, because Vince Neil's in great shape. Yeah, that's just tragic, man. He is... Uh, Every week a new video comes out of him singing badly on stage. Like squealing oh, like a pig no. on stage. And then like he fell off and broke a rib at one of the shows. It's just not good. Yeah, right. That's all he's doing. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's a pretty good... <laughs> that's all he's doing. Here, Francie. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael Palmondary yeah. is here. What's up, buddy? Oh, man. I'm doing great. How are you feeling? Uh, good. You're probably, you're probably jealous. I talked to Gorgeous George yesterday. Michael's oh, a huge wrestling dude, fan. I'm a huge wrestling oh, yeah. fan. Yeah, man. Gorgeous George. I got a, I got a headshot right here. Yeah, we Gorgeous have. George. And macho me and brother. Oh, man, I love it. I love pro wrestling. Uh, yeah, she was here, and your, your, her butt juice is right under your butt right now. Man, it's good to it's good that we're sharing butt juice right now. <laughs> you know, pretty soon you're going to call me uh, Macho Michael. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> I'm going to be coming in with Slim Jims and just snapping to them. <laughs> so it's going to be great. I'm going to be coming in with, like, little cups of creamer, but, oh, yeah, creamy the crop. I was going to ask you if you were going to go see the uh, Rockford Damage Inc. Uh, wrestling tomorrow night, but you got a thing. I do. I have a show. I have a show at Pig Minds Brewery. I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy, live stand-up comedy. We've got a fantastic lineup for you, 8 p.m. at Pig Minds. It's going to be free. That's right. It's awesome. free. free. Show up early so you can get some really good seating. They have a new like area for performers, which is wonderful. So you should come check that out. Have some good brews, have some good food, and listen to some comics, tell Hell some yeah. jokes. Yeah, right? Right? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that we're having you on, man, because... Uh, we, we really got to pump up the local comedy scene. We do. We uh, do. Absolutely. We had a yeah. great show last Saturday. We did. We I had mean, a great show at Hope and Anchor. Everybody awesome. did incredible. Yeah. Our and headliner, Adam Burke, just, again, another comic who put on a clinic. And it was super cool to see the whole room full of people for, oh, yeah. for a local comedy show. Just, we were it, packed. It's, it's awesome. So, so please come great. out and support live comedy. Like, you know, like like I say sometimes, like, we can't do this out without you, even though we do. It's just not as fun. <laughs> we will. We, I mean, we will. But we don't want to. We do it in front of other comics, which is not that exciting, but... Uh, 
Uh, I do it on the radio every day. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. talk, nobody responds. And well, I do it by myself, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, oh, man, I think I'm hilarious. And then I do it on stage. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what it's like getting feedback. <laughs> okay, so this is interesting. You work out your material out loud. Oh, all the time. I do it too. Me I too. have to say it out loud because I don't want the first time I go up on stage to be the first time I say it. So I have to like talk it out. And a lot of it is because I, when it comes to a setup of a joke, like if you have a really long setup, it's going to kill that punchline. So anytime I look at a setup, I have to like trim the fat as sure. I like to call it. Because it's just like you got to get straight to the point. So I have to say it out loud a couple of times so I know like what makes the best sense and which words are going to pop the most. So if you see the guy talking to himself on uh, State and Alpine later, it's, <laughs> it's Michael Palmander. Yeah, yeah. I'll be asking for money too because that's apparently a thing you do over on State and Alpine these days as well. <laughs> Give me money. I need to get to the next gig. Michael will be talking to himself at the Alpine Inn later Yeah, exactly. exactly. Come check me out over there at Vapes and More parking lot. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, good luck in your comedy show this weekend. Appreciate and, you, buddy. Uh, and have some fun. We're going to be out tomorrow at uh, All Hallows Eve, the Midway Village. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll be out there from 2 to 4 myself. I'll so, be out there 12 to 2. So if you want me to hand you a Kit Kat. Give me a break. Now's your chance. <laughs> Did you just say give me a break? Yeah. Get out. You, All right. That's been out. my time. I'm Michael Palmondary. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for the Morning X this week. If you missed anything we talked about today, funny stuff with Michael Palmondary. If you missed Mike Peck from the Ice Hogs. If you missed Gorgeous George yesterday, it's all going to be in the Morning X this week podcast at thexrockford.com. That's also on Apple Podcasts if you want to subscribe. You can get it to your phone every week and catch up so you don't miss any inside jokes on the Morning X. And uh, half is in after 10 o'clock. Lou, you got anything? Nothing. Nothing on your show later either? Uh, no. He's going to do nothing on his show later. No, not going to do anything. <laughs> I might just turn the station off for a little while. <laughs> That's cool. Just go sit in your office in yeah, silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See how long we can go before you get a phone call. So he's saying, hey, it's not working. <laughs> get that old school. <laughs> going. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll wrap it up for us. Uh, you know, temps in the mid-50s all weekend long with some rain possible on Sunday. Air weather obligation out of the way. Goodbye. Someone dropped off free donuts in the kitchen. We're going to go down there and lick them all. All right, that's the podcast for this week. I hope you enjoyed all our favorite clips. Now you're all caught up with the Morning X. Look at you listening to the whole thing. Once again, if you want to make a comment and chime in on anything you heard, 815-575-XVM1. Or send me a text, text KEV, followed by your message to 594